We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Here we go. Welcome to Insight. If it's your first time here, I'm Chris Van Vliet. I'm an Emmy award-winning TV host, and I'm fascinated with finding out how people are wired to achieve greatness. On each episode of the show, we have in-depth conversations and reverse engineer the habits and techniques of the world's top athletes, actors, entrepreneurs. How about one of the greatest tag teams of all time? Yeah, you name it. If they're the best at what they do, I want to get their insight so we can apply it to our own lives. And it's hard to argue that the Bushwhackers are one of the greatest tag teams in all of wrestling which is why they're WWE Hall of Famers. And it was great to spend some time with Luke and Butch for this. And interestingly, Luke was in Tampa for this. Butch was in New Zealand. And I actually think Butch, on the other side of the planet, had a better internet connection than Luke did. You'll see what I mean here. Share this episode with someone who needs some positivity in their life because there is so much positivity radiating from the Bushwhackers. Take a screenshot, tag me. I'm at Chris Van Vliet on social media, and the Bushwhackers are currently accepting bookings. You can contact them at bushwhackerbrand at gmail.com. And if you're listening to this right now and you haven't subscribed yet, take a second to subscribe wherever you're listening. And I, I know you've heard me mention it before, but it really does help the show so much when you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This one is from Colonel Knows All in Australia. He says... Chris Van Vliet is such a legend. He really connects to the modern wrestling audience in a way that no other influencer does. I feel like I know the guests on a deeper level and hence feel more invested in them after each show. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, Colonel Knows All. Please keep those reviews coming in. The goal is 2,000 reviews before my birthday. Kane's least favorite day, May 19th. Yep, that's my birthday. We still need about 300 more to get to that. So 300 more in three months. 
I think we can do this. It's totally possible. And I will love you forever and give you the best high five ever when I see you next, if you could just leave a review. Now, please welcome the legendary Luke and Butch, the Bushwhackers. I'm here. The weather's beautiful. And here I am, up with my mates and talking to Chris. Yay! G'day. I love it. Uh, and Luke here. Hey, Luke. I'm in Clearwater Beach, Florida, and um, Tampa Bay. And um, the weather has been cold here, and we've got the Super Bowl this Sunday. Luke, yeah. cold in Florida is like 75 degrees, isn't it? It is. Yes, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It was 75 a few days ago, and we've got the cold weather coming from the north. It's 50 degrees high. We're having a 50 to 60 degrees high. So, Butch, you're, <laughs> Butch, you're in New Zealand right now, and you'll have to forgive me yes, because I- probably for the first 15 years of my life, me, like a lot of other people, Thought you guys were from Australia. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't worry, mate. They did that all the time. And a lot of Americans, and there's even people, believe it or not, in Britain that used to think New Zealand was part of Australia. They didn't even know where it bloody was on the map. So at least us being in the wrestling business for over 40 years, at least we have helped to put New Zealand back on the map again. Well, you guys are some of the most famous people from there. Yes, that's why. And another way too, mate. We sort of, um, after hearing called Aussies all the time, we just used to say the bushwhackers from down under. Ah, that makes sense. So the bushwhackers are coming back. Tell me how this is happening. It's It's such a long story, and because we got the finish wasn't how we wanted it. I got really sick. Luke came back and found me on my deathbed, was septicemia, blowing up like a balloon. Everything inside me completely poisoned. Luke ran the ambulance. This is, I'm cutting it short. I died a couple of times on the way. They They kept me alive and I kept on going out. Then it took me ages to get back. And the same thing happened in 2008. I had another repeat. Down I went again. This time my wife rang the ambulance. She saved my ass. They got me back again. They woke me up, took me out of the bloody, pulled me just as I was going through the heavenly clouds, pulled me back down again. Thank God I was <laughs> amongst the fires. <laughs> anyway, and then for many years I've been in the, in the sharing sheds getting mended. You know, they've been doing this, they've been doing that, getting this fixed, get that fixed. So And the people have showed me nothing but love, tons of love. So Luke and I want to give some of that love back to people, especially with this horrible virus going around. So we thought a lot of people know the bushwhackers. Hardly anybody of those people know the sheep herders. Let's do it all. Let's give them some bushwhackers, some sheep herders, some sheep whackers, some bush herding. We'll do it all when it doesn't matter. Whatever they want, we'll give it to them. So we're ready to travel again, to do some marching, plenty of stomping, and a lot of whoa and yay. Yay. The virus is over. 
will be back to give them a bloody good bushwhacker licking. Yay! Luke, is the plan for you guys to work matches together? No, uh, no. I'm in the ring still, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I've been lucky. The man upstairs has kept me mobile. I've replaced a few parts, but I've been mobile and that and that. I'm going to be in the ring. If they want us in the wrestling event, I'm in the ring. Butch is on the outside. And if it gets out of hand, Butch will be whacking them with the New Zealand flagpole. Well, the sheep herder, the sheep herder days when we were violent and vicious, one of the most hated teams in North America, that'll be coming back. If they get a hand, Butch will be hitting them with a flagpole. And it's not, the pole's not a piece of wood. It's a piece of steam pipe. I don't want no one beating on my cousin Luke. So I'll have to do anything I can to protect my cousin and my mate and my wrestling partner for bloody near 50 years. You know, you can't think of the Bushwhackers without thinking of the the face licking, the head licking. And right. this time that we're living in right now, I unfortunately <laughs> think that you guys can't do that anymore. Exactly. Hey. We will have to put a limit on that, mate, unfortunately. Mate, uh, uh, a lot of people have put got photos of Bush licking me and, and, and that and put them up on Facebook. And it's got the Bushwhackers. Gave the started the spread of the virus, and it's got Bush licking me. <laughs> All because of you guys. And mate, um, I've even I've even licked President Clinton's pussy cat, and we went to the White House for an Easter egg hunt uh, and uh, for for the kids because we used to do a lot of that as the bushwhackers. We'd go to hospitals and go through cancer wards and cheer up kids and make a wish and. We're doing all sorts of things like that. One time they sent us to the White House and uh, all the kids are there and we're doing our, wow, yay. Next minute out comes the security with this cat on a leash. Not a dog, but a cat. Because <laughs> I, I love animals. And they said, oh, this is President Clinton's daughter's cat. And I forgot the name of the bloody cat, but it was a lovely cat. I said, would you mind if I pick that cat up? And of course, they were Bushwhacker fans. They said, no, go ahead, mate. So I picked up the bloody cat and I get him a good old Bushwhacker sliming right from one side of its furry head to the other side of its furry head. I did not go below the tail. That I can assure you, Ash. I kept up high amongst the head. Well, they laughed and it was on the, it was on the, rest, the WWE wrestling magazine on the front page. They blew it up, and not only did I wrestle him, I've, I mean, lick him. I've licked Vince McMahon. I've licked his son. I've licked his daughter. I've licked his wife. I've George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner, the, the owner of the Yankees, yeah. has had a good lesson from Bushwagger Butch. <laughs> was there you ever know, someone? Mate? Was there ever and, someone that when you licked them, they were like, "What? What? Is, what are you doing? This is disgusting." No, they all sort of knew. Even though, even though once they got slime, they would usually pull a face, but they, they just went along with it, believe it or not. But as you said, if you did it right now today, oh my God, I'd be arrested. I'd be arrested. <laughs> 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 I'm sure that's uh, how I ended up with that septicemia. I'm sure uh, some of them, because some of them didn't taste that bloody good, Ash, I'll tell you that. Uh, Ash. 
I spread, I spread the word around that Bush had licked um, President Clinton's pussy. <laughs> the, the Clinton's pussy. So everyone, they had to laugh at that because they took it the other way. And I did. I did look his pussy, but his pussy cat. Oh my God. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your time on Family Matters because for me, I loved Family oh. Matters. I loved wrestling. Yeah. To see oh. the merging of the two worlds for me was so amazing. Yeah. We had a great time there, mate. Uh, that, that was just fantastic. They were they were huge Bushwhacker fans, huge Bushwhacker fans. So they got in touch with the WWF then and Vince McMahon and arranged for us to go and do a show. We actually spent um, three, three and a half days making that show. They take you in and then you do uh, rehearsals, rehearsals without any audience. Then they bring in an audience. Then you do it live and blah, 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 right? So they bring us in and we're going to wrestle. They said, are you guys okay with this to wrestle Steve Urkel and his uncle? I forgot his uncle's name. I was a Steve Urkel fan as well. Carl. I love oh, Yeah. You freeze his watch. Sorry, Luke, what? No, we're you good. Know, we're you're good. freezing. Yeah. The picture was freezing. Oh, yeah. So they, they absolutely loved this having us there. So now, we get a few moves and we decide the two things we're going to do. So the first rehearsal, there's a, there's a, a stunt woman they've got who's going to be sitting ringside and they've got a sort of made up. And when we, you know, get that, and from New Zealand with a combined weight of blah, 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 Luke and Butch, the Bushwhackers, and the music hits and we come uh, marching out. And when there was an audience, they went crazy. But so we're, we're making out that there's an audience. All of a sudden, she pops up in front of us. So me, being stupid again, I grabbed her and I gave her this huge big licking right over her face. Little did I know that she had this special makeup on that it must have done something. And, and I was allergic to it. And my whole throat closed up completely. Oh, so now no. I stop because I don't want to ruin the taping, you know. So I'm going, we're doing the whole match and one game with me hardly even being over the breed, leave alone yell. So I said to Luke, oh, gee, after it was over, I actually went outside and was sick. So the next day, we're going to do the show. They bring in the live audience. They're all seated around. Now they play the music. They make the announcement, they play the music. Out we come again. We're marching away. Now the audience are there live, making a hell of a noise. So me, I'm carried away. Up jumps this woman. I don't even think about what happened the day before. I grab this lovely woman and I grab her and I give her the biggest licking right over that bloody face again. Well, Jesus, my knees started bloody bucking. Buckling, and I was bloody near sick on the spot. My throat completely closed up, and now I thought, "Oh God, now you've done it." And I sort of tried to say something to Luke, but I couldn't talk properly. We did that whole match with me like that, and that's how it was. And, and it turned out we had a lot of fun. I did have to go out and spew again straight away, but boy, I'd do that again. 
FIA was to have the fun that we had and to get the response that we had. And people absolutely loved that show, just like you, Ash. They loved it. And you, your, your words in that, you had to say three words. I hate cops. Yeah, yeah. That's the only three words, luckily, I had to say. And what a job I had to what a job I had that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were so incredibly popular in the 90s. And I'm really curious, Luke, was there ever talk of turning the Butchwhackers heel during your run? No, there wasn't. We suggested the end when it was the booking slowed down in, in, in 1960s, 1996. We suggested to Vince about turning to heels. And that said, he said to us, you are over so strong as baby faces, the people won't accept it. Mm. Yeah, he said, he said any other team, we could do it with them. We've done it with many teams. But he said, you guys are so over that we don't need to do that at all with you. We'd be wasting our time. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't accept it at all. Same as with our tag team belts. Even though we were supposed to have the tag team belts a couple of times, but said, you guys, what do you need the tag team belts for? They love you. They can't love you any more than that. So, you know, I mean, and the noise, the noise, Ash, that, and the greetings that we got and the greetings that they'd give us in the airports, wherever, wherever they saw us, they'd be tapping us on the shoulder, some guy in a business suit, briefcase going through the airport and he want to say listen guys i don't want to hold you up i know you're in a hurry i just want to say thank you so much for entertaining me and my whole family my wife my children my parents you and luke make us all watch that tv and we all get our sense of achievement and we get satisfaction out of watching you guys and every time we're there we love you guys and we can't switch it off yeah. you've got us hooked you've got us hooked so you, what can you say to that you can't you guys say were, anything as you mentioned you guys were so so over in wwf i'm really curious if wcw contacted you guys after you were released from wwf no no when we released and that we um we never we were we were WWF guys. We'd worked for that company before, you know, WCW that was NWA. We were which NWA became WCW when Turner took over. And that we were there and we were working with um the twin towers. We just started an angle with the twin towers that was Lex Luger and uh, Barry Windham at the time. And uh call from Vince and um, you know NWA was a wrestling company you know pure wrestling yeah. but WWF you became a you know and we'd be it was a different you know you put NWA around they didn't know you like they do in WWE or WWF that's how it was in the in the 80s you know what I mean it was yeah. amazing how it's amazing what a change it was. You can we, we went on shows that we never thought we'd go on, and that was sportsmen dinners and different functions, toy toy functions, 
you know, where they have all the all the companies and all the toys and all the media from around the world coming to buy stuff. We went to these things, and it was Vince got us into a lot of other other things apart from wrestling. Baywatch, Baywatch as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the Bushwhackers was so incredibly popular, but also so different from your original gimmick as the Sheep Herders. So when you came into WWF, was it Vince's idea to turn you guys babyface and also make your characters vastly different from what we had seen before? Not at all. Go ahead, Luke. Yeah. He didn't, he gave us the name. Funny part is, we saw Vince and then, and, and then we went home. And then the contracts arrived, and the book company says we got some contracts, but they must have sent them to the wrong. It's got the bushwhackers. And then I said to Bush, Vince wants to own us. <coughs> Anyhow, he never gave us the gimmick. He said, I want you between the moon dogs and the sheep herders. The sheep herders have been on Ted Turner's network off and on for 10 or eight years, for eight to ten, nine years, since 79. We've been working on TBS. And then um, the Moondogs have been on USA Network for about five years. And Butch said to me, hey, we've got to create something different. Hence, mm. we got we came up with that whole gimmick. Yes. Wait, and who, came was, with, who came up with the walk? Well, I did because I've, I've always walked a bit strange anyway, Ash. I was born with pretty screwed up feet, to be honest. If I hadn't been a horse, they would have shot me. So luckily, <laughs> I wasn't. And I can't go, <laughs> but I'm very good at going, ma, ma. And I can't say that too loud, because as soon as Luke hears that, he gets very excited. But uh, so I've always walked <laughs> a little strange. I've always swung my arms a little bit as a heel. And when I first started wrestling, Luke had a, um, he had the pretty boy, gorgeous joy thing, gorgeous George. And he was, uh, he was sweet William or gorgeous Teddy Williams. So he had that going. I mixed my type of crazy type of style in with his and we became sweet William and the brute. And then we came sweet William and crazy Nick Carter. And he used to take me to the ring lead me to the ring on a collar and chain on a leash and by the time we got to the ring and i'd be pulling and i'd be ah and running at the people and running through the chairs at ringside the time we got to the ring i was bloody blowing up and we had to have we had to have the match yet so luke was in the right thing again <laughs> you know so that's really that's where it really started. My style was born from the um, Sweet William. And We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, crazy Nick Carter. And we missed that. I could not do Luke's gimmick because I was everybody used to say, why don't you join do Luke's gimmick and be a pretty boy? And I'd say, mate, one, look at my face. Two, I'm too butch. And they all used to tell me that. All the guys who were a bit gay, I used to say, well, look, how come you, you boys after Luke, but not me as a joke? And they say, butch, you're too butch. <laughs> and we had so, we were we had the beauty and the beast gimmick, and that, and yeah. people bought it very the beauty and the beast. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness, or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Now, this isn't a crisis line. This isn't self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with traditional therapy ever again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash insight. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash insight and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So the special offer for anybody listening to Insight right now is 10% off your first month. Just go to betterhelp.com slash insight. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash insight. You know, the, the Royal so- Rumble was, was just, you know, the other day, and it's hard to think about the Royal Rumble without thinking of your elimination, Luke. And I'm curious <laughs> curious to know what the original plan was going into that, because was was that the plan, or did you just kind of roll with it? No, oh, it no, it was, they said we only watched it in the, for a short time. So um, <laughs> this was funny. Butch was already out there. Butch was already out there for 20 minutes. <laughs> I march out, get up on the apron, step in, earthquake grabs me, takes me across the other side of the ring and I throws me out and I keep marching back. Now I was only in the ring for four seconds. Butch was in the ring for another five to six minutes. Tell him, Butch. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Ash, by the time he comes marching out and marches through the, 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 the uh, ring and marches back, I'm, I'm gasping for breath again. 
I've been out there for about 20 minutes. A battle royal, you can't stand around. It's a very hard match because you've got a lot of cameras picking you up from all different places. You don't know which camera's on you, so you can't stand there with your finger up your nose, if you know what I mean. So you've got to keep on moving. So Luke comes in, does his thing, he goes out, he gets a hell of a pop, right? A hell of a pop. No one's caring what's happening to me in the bloody ring. So now I'm ready to march out after him, aren't I? I think, oh, God, I could just march. But I can't because I've got another five minutes. I've been in there for about 20. Oh, God, I was so pissed off. So now I kept on going. When it was my turn to go out, over the top, I come marching back and I got hold of him. I said, you dirty bugger. How am I been out there sweating and bloody killing myself and you just walk through like you get your feet wet and walking through the pool and going straight through. And they always remember that. They don't remember what I did in the ring. They can't even remember me being in the effing ring. But they remember that about Luke. And the thing that pissed me off the most, when we got paid about a week and a half, two weeks later, we both got the same money. He got the same as me for spending four seconds going through the arena. <laughs> and I made it up myself, my body and everything for the same amount of money. So we've had many laughs about that. We've drank much, many beers at many bars talking about that. And the fans have never, ever forgot that, as you said. They've never mate, forgot it. Excuse me, mate. One, there's a highlight I'd like to mention that will be remembered for our lives in the business. Apart from going in the Hall of Fame and that, that was going into the... The Wembley Stadium for the last show ever in the old Wembley Stadium before they pulled it down. And it was a, I think it was a SummerSlam 90. Yes. And then Jim Duggan was our partner. We were, the people have been waiting inside 90, 94th. And then we were the first match. Tell them, Butch. Oh, yeah, did you, you you keep on going in and out, Luke. I don't know if it's coming over or not. But this is it. this is what happens in COVID. It's okay. We're rolling uh, with yeah, it. No worries, mate. So now it's uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Bushwhackers against um, uh, the Nasty Boys and the Mountie Jacques Ronick. And so they decide. Jacques, Jacques Rougeau. Jacques Rougeau. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jacques Rougeau. And what they're going to do. They're going to put us on first because they want us to kick the people off. They want us to start the show and get them moving. And they, they wanted to set it, set it on fire right from the start. So they play our music. Next minute, they do the announcement, you know, from New Zealand. But so out marched Luke and I. 96,000 people, Ash, all stood up and started marching. 96 people. 1,000 people are swinging their arms. 96,000 people are screaming at the top of their head and following us is Hacksaw Jim Duggan with his USA flag and he's got his big hunk of four for two hanging over his shoulder and they're popping even more. We all get into the ring and Luke and I, we, we get Hacksaw to bend over, we rub Hacksaw's head. We both bend over. Hacksaw gives us 
and rub it in our heads. Then we point to one of the ropes. We all march, bushwhacker style, even Duggan, to one of the ropes. And I started off and I go, whoa! And then Luke gets steps and he goes, yay! And then to finish it off, Hacksaw Duggan comes out, pokes his chest up, and he goes, ho! So we went, we did that as from rope to rope to rope. And they were going absolutely crazy. And unfortunately, we still had to start the match because we were all getting carried away with us. The noise was just deafening. Mm. And the match carried on. And that noise stayed the whole time the match was on. It wow. was unbelievable. And what a kickoff it was to that particular night in Wembley Stadium. A tremendous tremendous night you guys are so legendary with what you've done as a tag team and i'm really curious to know what you think of the current state of tag team wrestling current state well mate they haven't got the teams when we were there it was quite a few teams you know we had demolition we had the rockers we had uh, 92, the Road Warriors, and then there was uh, the, the, the Blonde Kids. Huh? The Brain Busters. The Bagley Brothers. And then, yeah. and then came, and then came the Nasty Boys. We had a, a, a lot of, a lot of um, tag teams. Today, there's only a few tag teams, you know. Oh, they've got, they've got the Champs, the Colored, Amer Colored, and then they've got New Day. And they've got a couple of other teams. Vince, Vince has never done the the emphasis on the tag teams like his dad did. You know, mm. back in those days, before just before we come, the tag teams were main events. But, but Vince, Vince, when we were there, Vince would put Hogan with Randy for a main event. He would put Hogan with the Warrior. You know, the, to me today, the, the tag team and the psychology is gone. Hmm. What would they do? It seems to be the trouble is they're very good uh, wrestlers for what they do. They look great and, and they're fit as, fit as hell. They, get, they haven't got the chance to get the experience that we had. We had all, like when Vince opened up, as Luke had said, he took the top talent from every territory, some from the Carolinas, some from were in New York, some from Bill Watts' Mid-South, some from Texas. AWA done main event. Everybody had been main event in all these territories. So it was main event from the first match to the last match. Everybody on that card worked main event. But these guys today, unfortunately, they don't have those territories. It's not their fault. They're just not open anymore. So they have to come from their training camps and things. And they've got to learn basically just amongst themselves so that they don't have the opportunity to gain that early experience that we had. And they're still gaining it as they uh, wrestle now, mm -hmm. even though some of the moves that they do, and, and they're, at the lab, uh, they're, they're such good athletes, we couldn't do some of the moves that they do 
but unfortunately some of them do them when they really it was it's not time for it but that's to do with experience knowing what you guys know now with the legendary careers that you've had if you could go back and give the younger version of yourself a piece of advice as you were breaking into the business what do you think you would tell yourselves I think, I think Ash, what it did it for us, because we came from such a small country like New Zealand, we'd never seen wrestling on television because there was never none in New Zealand. And uh, so, and because we didn't think we had a chance of ever even wrestling around the world, leave alone going to America and joining these unbelievable uh, franchises around the place to ending up superstars at WWE. If we had to realize that then, we would have said, oh, bullshit, it can't be done. But the Kiwis, because we're born from New Zealand and when you give us a chance, we're all hard workers in New Zealand. We said, and we, we lifted the standard of the pace and our workaholic ability, and we lifted lifted it when we went to US to the US, and we lifted it again when we went to uh, WWE, and the whole pace picked up with us. And it's part of our nature. It's part of being a New Zealander. It's to do with Edmund Hillary, the first man to ever climb Mount Everest. It's the same thing. We've got that drive built in us and we give it 100%. And if we did it again, I'm sure we would do it the same way. We were always honest. We never screwed any promoter. We always gave 110% and we kept to our word and we kept faith with each other. They tried to switch as many times and get one of us to turn on the other. And we said, no, we're a tag team, we're partners, we're in this together, we're in this for the long run, let's see where it takes us. And we realized we had reached the pinnacle in 2015 when we got brought into the WWE Hall of Fame. That was the top of the mountain. That was how we think Hillary must have felt when that flag was flying next to him and he stood there, the first man to conquer. And we were the first men from down under, from New Zealand, from Australia, from this end of the world to eat, to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame and be inducted by our own peers in the world professional wrestling we were going to get inducted into that just before this virus hit um, and we were we were picked by our own peers the top of the talent to be the greatest tag team ever of the modern era that was that is yet to be a, to put to put on us but we have we have been picked and we will be inducted when that uh, when they allow it to happen.
Would you give yourself, Luke, any advice early on that would change something for you? No, not really, mate. Hey, it was a long road, you know. You know, we, we've been together from '66, and that we were lucky. You know, we started in New Zealand, and um, and Jim Barnett, the, the gentleman that owned WCW, he was in Australia, and this was when the Vietnam War was going on, and that, and we. And we'd go to Australia and we'd work with some of the Americans. So we were lucky. When we came over to, we were brought over here by two um, Canadians, the Fashons, Morris and Butch Fashon. You, you ever heard of them, mate? Well, I, I related to Luna Vashon, right? Yes, that's her daughter. That's, yeah. that, 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 that's uh, Paul's, that was Paul's daughter, Butch Fashon. And, that, and um, they had a company in Montreal, Montreal. And we didn't know this at that time. They were running three towns a night. And there was another promoter, the Rougeos, in Quebec too. And um, and and Kowalski was the main villain there who we who we'd known from Australia. And the baby and the top baby face, good guy, was Andre the Giant. Now this was 1972. 19, 1990, Andre spent three months in New Zealand. And Butch and me worked against them all around the country in New Zealand. Mm. So we were we when we got there, we had those two guys who took care of us. And um, and of course we got a good push at the start. Yeah, it was Sweet William and the and the brute. I led and the brute was changed to crazy to Carter. I led Butch around on a chain. And um and one of the other towns, you know, there were sweet towns tonight. And one of the other towns, we were one of the main tags that have a single main and then have a tag, and we would be one of those matches. And there was a lot of great guys there, you know, a lot of names from all over the world. We didn't know till later that that was the hottest spot in North America at the time: Toronto, Maple Leaf Gardens, and yeah. um, and um, Quebec. That's where I'm from. I'm from Toronto. I am. Yeah. I'm up there all the time. I'm up there in Toronto all the time, mate. George Chabalo is a good friend of mine. Wow. You're probably there more than I am. I live in California now. You're probably there more than I am now. Well, yeah, I haven't yeah. been I haven't been since the virus, mate. I was there in February last year, but for some trade shows. I was selling television for a company there. And and with with Quebec, people from Quebec and Ontario were coming to buy programming. And that was my last time up there, you know, but I talked to my friends there all the time. Well, as we wrap this up, Butch, we started this interview talking about, you know, you were having some health issues and, you know, you got called back from almost being in heaven. We're so glad that you didn't finish that journey. How are you feeling now, Butch? I'm feeling a box of flumpies, mate. As I said, they've given me, they've given me a grease. They've given me an oil change and I'm ready to go. I'm feeling, I'm feeling great. Thank the Lord and thank everybody that, uh, that got me here. It's time to show some love. It's time to say thank you, guys, because without the fans, the sheep herders, the bushwhackers, the Kiwis, and nothing. It's the fans that made us and, and, and led us on, and they led us on and, and, and the incredible journey I, I, I've already told you about. And so, mate, we've got to say thank you, guys. We've got to show them that we're still 
doing it. We're still whacking it. We're still romping and stomping. And we just want to see them. And trust me, if the virus is around, stay care of me. Because unfortunately, I still have that licking craziness that I can't control. Yay. <laughs> if they want to, mate, Ash, if they want to get hold of us, they have to go to bushwhackerbrand at gmail.com. Bushwhackerbrand at gmail.com. There we go. I look and forward to seeing Ash, you guys whacking it up out there. Ash, we we're in California. We have to in California. Yeah. We have to California. We'll start with Butch and then we'll end with Luke. Okay. Hey. hey we've got our book coming out here. And it's called, it's, it's a Bushwhackers book. It'll be up this year. And it's going to be called Blood, Sweat, and Cheers, the Bushwhackers. And in that, Ash, you are going to be laughing, crying, everything. Boy, oh boy, we got some tales that have never been told, shouldn't be told, and tons and tons that are going to be told. Exactly, mate. And we're looking forward to that book coming out, and we're looking to tour around the country. So just go to bushwhackerbrands at gmail.com. Gentlemen, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you for all of the memories. I just want to acknowledge you for some of my fondest childhood memories as a wrestling fan were me walking around my house doing this. So thank hey, you guys so much. Hey, mate, you, 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 you better cut the short, mate, and get back in the gym and pump those arms up. I, I know. They're, they're looking a little small, aren't they? Oh, hey. That's impressive. Good on you, mate. Hey. Good guys. Hey. Good on you, mate. That's a, yeah. I, I owned a gym up to a year ago and that uh, on Clearwater Beach, Florida, and with a Hulkster training there four days a week. And it was great times. Hey, I go to the gym four or five, Butch still goes to the gym and that four or four times a week. That's the way to stay healthy. Look forward exactly. to seeing you guys back in the ring. I can't wait. Thank you, mate. Thank Ash, you. Good to see you. To see you is good. See ya, mate. Yay! And it's and it's out from Bushwhacker Luke. Yo! Yay! Amazing. Thank you guys so much, and congratulations. I'm I, I'm so glad that you're back. Thank, Thank you, sir. Awesome. We appreciate it. And I'm gonna we hit appreciate this. Ash. We appreciate you having us on your program. There we go. Luke and Butch, the Bushwhackers. Man, those guys can tell a story. And their energy is just so high and so positive. Share this with a friend who needs some positivity in their life. Take a screenshot, tag me on social media so I can say hello. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And like they said at the end there, they're accepting bookings. And you can email them at bushwhackerbrand at gmail.com. Hey, if you've made it this far and you haven't subscribed yet, please take a second to subscribe so you don't miss out on any other episodes. We're pumping out two, usually three a week. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out. And I know I talk a lot about leaving a review, but it's seriously the most helpful thing you can do to help the show out. In fact, Insight was on the Apple Top 200 last week. 
it's on the Apple Top 200 frequently. So it's right up there with Stone Cold, Something to Wrestle With, Grilling JR. It's up there with shows from ESPN and Fox Sports and Barstool Sports. So thank you. Thank you for being on this ride with me. And let's just keep growing together. Ah! As Mary Kay Ash once said, don't limit yourself. Many people limit themselves to what they think they can do. You can go as far as your mind lets you go. Whatever you believe, remember, you can achieve. Be great. Be grateful, my friends. We'll see you on the next one for some more insight.